What's going on guys, it's Josh Huggett here again, and you are listening to another episode of The Veducated Podcast. Uh, after the last two information-filled episodes on animal rights history, uh, I've decided this one will be a bit more, bit lighter, bit lighter-hearted. Um, I had an article brought to my attention, written by the Vegan Society, so the Vegan Society, for those of you who don't know, are the people that, you know, coined the definition of a vegan, and, um, through Donald Watson, which is what our first episode of this podcast was on, was on Donald Watson. Um, so go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already. But it goes into all the nitty gritty parts of the vegan beginnings, dealing with animal rights, people, and like a whole bunch of infighting in the vegan movement. I know, shock horror, uh, not everything has been fun and dandy as it is today, but there's been lots of infighting within veganism, uh, not just now it's actually been infighting since its beginning um so yeah, in today's episode i'm going to be talking well i'm going to be joined by my good friend ryan uh so his name is ryan he is also a vegan here in adelaide south australia uh and we're going to talk i'm going to read this article to him and then we're just going to talk about it we're going to talk about it together we're going to talk about what's actually happening get his live reaction because i was pretty dumbfounded when i read it myself so it'll be good to talk about um, but yeah, so I'm going to ring him now. So this is an intro that I'm filming pre-article reading, but I'm going to, I'm going to ring him in a minute and we're going to discuss it and go from there. So sit back, relax and enjoy two vegans talking about vegan banter for the foreseeable future. All right. That's the start. I like the intro. That's, that's a good intro. That's my starting to the recording. So, this is it. Uh, what's going on, guys? Josh is back again. Uh, you've just heard the intro. So, obviously, you know that it's recording. I am here with my good friend, Ryan. Ryan hey. um, is a vegan from Adelaide, which you heard. I pre-recorded an intro segment before this, Ryan, which is what I am uh, alluding to. Yeah, cool. I'm up. I'm up. But if you would like to quickly introduce yourself, um, just so people, you know, all of the thousands of people listening know who you are. Yeah, okay. Um, So my name's Ryan. Um, I'm a vegan. I live in Adelaide, obviously, as Josh said. Um, That's pretty much the most exciting parts about myself. I sell toilets for a living, and I think I've been vegan for just over three years now, so that's... Yeah, everything else you probably don't want to hear. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you live yeah. in the city now as well. <laughs> yeah, right in the city. Huh? I'm going to start my own gang. You're a city slicker now. Yeah. I'm going to start throwing frozen iceberg lettuces at people so that people so that people can say to me, it's vegans like you that give vegans a bad name. Because I, I actually want to be that guy. <clears throat> So when, uh, says, uh, when you join the bad vegan club with the rest of us, it's really it's re- it's a really nice place to be. Yeah, no, I, want, I definitely want to be there. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, that's you know you gotta have us. You've got me, and... Freely, Furian Rider, uh, that Josh McBain guy. <laughs> yeah. a, the whole yeah. list of us. It's all yeah. You're all from Adelaide, or you know lived in Adelaide at some point. Yeah. That's uh, well, they say that it's only a matter they of say there's something in our water, so maybe that's what's going on. But maybe it's the floor. Yeah, it's good for your teeth. 
Yeah. All right. So essentially, what I've found, which I got brought to me into the in the vegan versus meat eaters group, is the vegan society has essentially tried to like wipe clean its name um, and make it take it back to the bare basics of what the vegan society was. So they've got a they've got a sure. website called vegansociety.today, which is obviously very current because it's today. Uh, yeah. And what they do well, so what I did is I've taken the like the about us section of that page and then I'll read you the actual article on the vegan society history, which I didn't actually know about beforehand. And like so the vegan society are the people that like coined the term with like Donald Watson, so he started the Vegan Society. Then it was a newspaper, still is a newspaper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're the they're the reason that we're all here. Um, yeah, nice. But the okay. history is a bit different. Oh, okay, cool. I'm, uh, I'm getting comfy on the floor. Uh, so this is yeah. taken straight from their about section. This website oh. explains in detail how Watson's Vegan Society was captured in 1950 by animal rights activists who immediately redefined the word vegan, disrespected and discarded Watson, and how a disagreeable and often ego-driven struggle played out over many years. First, ca- first paragraph. Thoughts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this is just going to allude to, like... Um, veganism just being like the super adventure club from south park i don't know if you've seen that episode but like we've all just been using this this term vegan for ages and no one actually knows what it means so i'm excited to find out if i'm a massive piece of shit or uh, not. i think you're about to <laughs> <laughs> well you know more so than i already think <laughs> people already you're telling me. for any so... reason to join this shit vegan club aren't you well i, I don't know man but uh, if the shoe fits, as it's I true. say. Um, well, I think by the end of this, a lot of people are going to find out that they're not actually vegan. Okay. Um, cool. The modern UK vegan society has gone to some lengths to sanitise its own history. The fact that they had to use the word sanitise shows you... What... <laughs> you know all about sanitisation. <laughs> you sell toilets. Well, yeah, that's right. But all I'm thinking about... I'm just thinking about, um, you know, that hand wash stuff that people use, like the antibacterial hand wash. That's what I'm thinking. Imagine them, like, wiping their hands clean of everything that's happened and trying to clean the slate. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they're just in, like, a little circle and there's, like, the mist... Oh, no. You know, like, those misting fans that they have at the pub sometimes? Oh, yeah. And it's just spraying... It's, it's just spraying Dettol on everyone. Everybody that walks yeah. into the vegan society and touches the vegan society paper. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Uh, sanitize, but yeah, that's an interesting choice. Sanitise its own history about its beginnings. We endeavour here to present a more honest summary. The information on this site is based on published reports in the Society's own newsletters, which are freely available. It's no longer possible for the UK Vegan Society to misrepresent its history and the origins of veganism. Now... That all the origin oh, now that all the original documents have been put online, everyone can see the truth for themselves. It sounds like a cult. Yeah, it does. 
It actually does. As like it's building. Like this is. It's real. This is drama build. This is suspense. Edge of your seat. This stuff. is real cult behavior. Like you know, shit. We got caught out for being a cult. We're gonna put everything online so we don't look like bad guys. But please still be, you know, come and party. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really interested now because, yeah. We are yeah, a, wow. we are a small vegan think tank group calling ourselves Vegan Society Today. We embrace... Now, all I can think of is that person from the dollop that had the... His idea dungeon or whatever he called it. Think tank. Was it a think tank? No, jam, jam, jam pad. Jam pad. It was a jam we pad. are a small vegan jam pad group. <laughs> Uh, we embrace Watson's original widely welcoming definition, motives, and approach as detailed below. Our motivation is a results-orientated proposition which we believe maximizes the potential appeal of veganism and thus could far more significantly lessen animal suffering. By following the original definition created by Donald Watson, we believe it becomes very difficult for the ego-based judgmental vegan versus vegan dynamic to exist which seems to be the unfortunate hallmark of the quote I'm more vegan than you animal rights approach wow <laughs> it's a strong sense this is literally like this is literally like someone's just been watching Adelaide Vegan's Facebook group page this is it and they're just like they're just reading it out play by play it's, I've actually like, created a novel called Adelaide Vegans and this is the test yeah. reading Oh, Taking actual conversations oh, so from Adelaide vegans, and I'm going to put it into a book. Um, I can't wait. We, I'll buy the shit out of that. We book. feel too much energy is wasted with vegans attacking other vegans rather than focusing on the message, on appealing to new people, and on criticizing the animal abusers. Our group is compromised of both vegans and animal rights proponents, and we agree with the aims of many animal rights activists and share their concerns and objectives. However, we believe many more animals will be saved when there is a separation between veganism and animal rights. Many more people can be attracted to a vegan diet and be encouraged to avoid non, non-food animal products than to strident Leslie Cross-style animal rights activism. We get into Leslie Cross in the actual uh, story. Uh, there is room for both, but we believe a great deal of history, especially the history of the UK vegan society, shows it is a big mistake when animal rights captures and attempts to narrow veganism. That's the, that's yeah. the about me section. Wow. It's very... Um, um, it's just... It's exactly every vegan group on Facebook. Yeah, no. Yeah, it really is. It's... um. Yeah, I'm just waiting for... I just... Like, I guess you get you get sort of... Um, little parts of it, um, just even to, you know, lesser extent, like people, you know, whinging about buying vegan pizza from a non-vegan pizza shop that offers vegan options, yeah. as opposed to buying to a completely cruelty-free pizza shop. But this is making me think that there was just like an all-in brawl oh. between. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Well, this is it. We're if, moving on to the the actual got, article right now. Well, I'm sitting down, so... <laughs> You're driving. This, yeah, well... This is, the, uh, this is their publication that they've put out. 
so that everybody knows the history of veganism and we can judge accordingly. Okay. The UK vegan society has always consistently misrepresented its own history. Good start. While we do not, while okay. we do not suggest that this has always been deliberate, it does need correcting. The full details of what really happened are further down this page, but first, a brief summary. The word vegan was coined by Donald Watson in November 1944 when he began publishing a newsletter. He called it Vegan News, initially sent to a group of UK Vegetarian Society members commonly known as the non-dairy vegetarians. The definition... Like a a pescatarian. Like a pescatarian. Or a a flexitarian. Uh, Or a vegetarian. No, a vegan. Uh, The the definition Watson gave veganism in his widely distributed newsletter before the UK Vegan Society was founded, was a type of vegetarian diet that excludes eggs, dairy products, and all other ingredients. Watson also defined veganism as encouraging giving up non-food, uh, giving up non-food animal-derived commodities and encouraging the creation of alternate non-animal products. Yeah, okay. So that's not cutting it out completely but like this is also 1944 so there wasn't the the stuff that we have now like you couldn't just go down to Kmart and buy a pair of synthetic shoes it was about like encouraging people to you know find absolutely meanwhile in Germany they were still slaughtering Jews so like yeah it was a different time it was a very different time um Uh, Watson, this is why I took it out of the first podcast, but Watson wasn't actually in the war. He said that he didn't want to fight, so he didn't actually fight in the war. Well, so that's it. He just said he didn't want to... I thought... Yeah, they... You can put yourself down as a, um... I don't like a peace person, and you just, like, you don't want to fight, and they're just like, okay, but then you just get ridiculed for it for the rest of your life. Uh, Small process. That's going to get ridiculed. Yeah, well, that's true. You might as well just add it, yeah, yeah. add it to the pile. You might as well just keep your life. Um, <laughs> on April 8, 1945, Watson and his friends met for the first time to begin the founding of a more formal organisation, the which they named the Vegan Society. The society had the same definition and aims for veganism, an animal-free diet and encouraging people to avoid non-food animal products as well. Watson's Vegan Society quickly grew in membership. Within a few years, it attracted the interest of some people that we would today call animal rights activists. One such person, a man named Leslie J. Cross, uh, was described by vegan historian Lee Lenneman, PhD of Edinburgh University, as a purist with extremist animal rights views and a strident style. Cross, wow. yeah, good. He's um. I love how people used to describe, like, the adjectives they used back then are, uh... I mean, we just don't, we don't use, we don't use them strident now. Strident style. I feel like I've yeah, strident I'd, style. I, I pretty much just say if someone's good, they're rad. Yep. doesn't matter what their style is. No. And if I don't like them, um, well... They're bad. I, it's generally just expletives. Yeah. Goodies and baddies. I just got goodies and baddies. It's, that's it's it. really hard not swearing because I'm trying to keep it in the G-rated podcast section, but I also know 
that I'm not a G-rated person. But that's why I just, <laughs> that's why I just did it. Because, yeah, I remember when I did my uh, couple of other podcasts that I did the same thing and it's such a pain to have to put it an explicit and then sometimes I just deny it as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. I'm proud of you. You're doing Thank well. You. Cross-believe... Anyway, back to, back to Liz. Yeah. Uh, Cross-believe Watson should change the UK Vegan Society into an animal rights organisation. Cross urged changing the definition of vegan from meaning a vegan diet and encouraging members to avoid animal-derived products to instead mean animal rights. Cross wanted vegan to mean opposing circuses, dog fighting, hunting, whaling, sealing, trapping, bullfighting, vivisection, fur farming. It says circuses and zoos again. Uh, you know, pretty much everything. Fishing, yeah. everything that we avoid now. Uh, in addition to diet. And Cross was to make it a requirement of membership and of being vegan that animal rights were fully embraced and not simply encouraged or else an individual could not be a member. So this is a time where veganism was like a legitimate club. So you had to enter, you paid your dues, you became a vegan club member. You couldn't just, you know, see somebody's Instagram post and be like, oh, fuck, I'm a vegan. Oh, there's a swearing. You know, I'm a... um, I'm a vegan. So this is like when veganism was a legitimate club with members, uh, yeah. letters, newsletters, meetings, etc. Yeah. Which is what it should be. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I agree. It, that way you don't need to ridicule other vegans. Exactly. If, it's, if you're up for all in this club, you know everyone's legit. So. Uh, Watson and the original founders disagreed and declined to make Cross's suggested changes. Watson was having a lot of success attracting people to veganism. Watson stepped down suddenly from leadership of the UK Vegan Society in 1948, four years after he invented veganism. See, he could see the storm brewing and left. He knew that there was going to be a storm of brewing. He stepped down and completely avoided everything. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, good foresight. So he didn't go to war. He didn't even... Didn't go to war. Didn't, didn't even follow through. Didn't, didn't war. Yeah, wow. Uh, he, uh, some historians believe yeah. that pressure from and conflict with Cross was a significant factor in Watson's decision to leave. But there's also the fact that uh, he might have been pushed out. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, with someone with a surname like Cross, you can't really expect positive You don't want to... You, you wouldn't want to cross him... Well, we just made it into the right. comedy section. Oh. All right, M-rated. Because you dropped comedy. an M-bomb. <laughs> it's like us. It's like Jim Jeffries, and then this podcast. Yeah, Jim Jeffries, Vegan. the Vegetated Podcast, and then um, Carl Barron. That's the scale. Yeah, I like it. We're somewhere as long as we're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. that's fine. Uh, in 1948, the annual general meeting of the society. Watson and the original vegan founders were awarded honorary lifetime titles so in the 1948. So they had a general meeting of the society and Donald and the original people were given like a life membership to veganism and, you know, you're a life vegan club member. Yeah, right. These titles carried no authority but recognised the important contributions Watson and the others had made in creating veganism and founding the society. 
In the same 1948 meeting where Watson resigned and was honoured, animal rights activist Leslie Cross was elected to the Society's Committee or the Board of Directors, it's more commonly known. And that's where shit went downhill. <laughs> and this is where the ball started rolling. Two years There's later, always a villain. In November of 1950, Cross engineered a takeover of the society at the annual general meeting by bringing in many fellow animal rights activists to the very small number of members present, Cross was able to control voting outcomes. Cross assumed leadership of the society and put through a new constitution. He also revoked and cancelled Watson's honorary lifetime title as well as the honorary wow. titles of the rest of the founders. It's just a real salt in the wound. Yeah, wow. Uh, it was a symbolic gesture comparable today to when some extremist vegans tell other vegans, you aren't actually vegan. I don't See, yeah. this is going to, it's a very one sided article because it's written by the vegan society. You know? Yeah, and they don't like Cross. Um, yeah, they do not like Cross. Um, yeah, okay. Cross replaced nearly all the original committee members with new people, and six years after Watson had invented the word, Cross formally changed the society's definition of vegan and veganism. Oh, officially changed the definition of vegan and veganism. Uh, the society's new definition accomplished Cross's aim of making the word vegan equivalent to animal rights. Other dietary vegan groups which had sprung up in other countries did not change their definition. So he's six years after it's been created, there's already infighting. There's already been a takeover. They've already changed the definition and people have been taken off the lifetime membership board. Yeah, this is... Veganism is just like... It's been drama since day oh, one. this is it. This is... If there was so, a vegan... If there was a Vegans United Facebook group then, this is what it is. It's called the Vegan Society. Yeah, and it's happening in real yeah, life. Real yeah. life banter. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Through an editorial in the newsletter that appeared shortly after Cross assumed control, it was asserted that if someone were not vegan for animal rights, they weren't actually vegan at all. Which is pretty much what's happening now. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A later article in the newsletter asserted that Cross personally had been the inspiration for the creation of the UK Vegan Society, that the society had been Cross's idea which Watson had merely taken when Watson created veganism. So that... Yeah, wow. Okay. Was Cross, was Cross there from the start, though? Uh, I don't think so. I thought he came, like, a little bit came, later. I'm not sure. Uh, but... I think he, yeah, he came a little bit later, but not over, you know, not heaps later. But they must have, they must yeah. have known each other. Like, there's not many non-meat-eating people in the UK at this time. There's not many, well, that many true, people yeah. there in general that that time. Well, yeah, most they're of them probably, hanging around probably Germany somewhere. That's it. Um, Whatever was happening around that. Yeah, it's been wiped from history. Uh, it was further asserted yeah. in the article that Watson hadn't been vegan himself at the time Cross inspired the society. And there you go, Cross is the first vegan. Uh, this is all completely... Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I just read the next sentence. This is all completely disproved below. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but it was to be one... 
but it was to be one was one in a line of ongoing arrogant attempts by Cross to steal credit from and minimise the contributions of Watson through speeches and newsletter articles. Again, one-sided article. We've got to take this with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, no, nah, but I, I'm going to tell you, I bought in. You bought in? I'm, uh, you reckon Cross is a bit of a yeah. wanker? Yeah, man. What a douchebag. He sounds like it. He sounds like us. Or every other pe- he sounds like vegans that. now to non, like, for non-animal rights vegans. Nothing's changed yeah. in, what, 54 years. Well, that's right. So, here, let me ask you a question. Yep. If the Second World War didn't happen, do you think veganism would be massive now? Because this could have been the biggest drama of that time if there weren't, you know, if there wasn't genocide going on yeah. in another part of Europe. If Hitler wasn't stealing Watson's thunder, veganism would yeah. be the mainstream. Is essentially what so next time, next time someone says, "Oh, I heard Hitler was vegetarian," tell them this story. Yeah, well, you think Hitler? Was bad. Also, you should see Cross. Well, that's right, and then also tell that person to stop trying to find positive things about Hitler. Yeah, because that's like a waste of time. Yeah. He was in the he was in the um, the last podcast we covered Nazi Germany. They were one of the first people to start introducing really strict animal rights laws, like with actual punishments for people that harmed animals. At the same time that he was slaughtering Jewish people. Yeah, I should really listen to your podcast before I get on it. Nah, <laughs> nah. Um, Cross's redefinition of vegan and more mili- and more militant evangelical animal rights stance did not appear to resonate with a lot of members. Most members ended up cancelling their membership. Cross's focus on animal rights, a rigid ideology of who is and isn't a true vegan, and a botched attempt to recast the early history of the organisation, severely damaged the society. Uh, When Cross assumed leadership in 1950, the society had 600 members. That's 600 vegans in total. Um, Wow. By 1954, the Society's Treasurer reported only 240 members, of which only 140 of them actually continued to pay their dues. You had had to pay money to be vegan. Yeah, like, I happily would now, too. But we still do, because it costs more. Oh, well, that's true. I'll notice you eat lentils and beans. Oh, no. That's another podcast for another day. Um, Yeah, one that I'll never listen to, because who wants to eat that? That's true. Um, yeah, so he took it down to only 140, well, like 140 continually paying vegans. Wow. So he almost wiped it out. Yeah, good effort, <laughs> Cross. And they said the, vos- the vegan sausage sizzle was going to destroy veganism. Mm. Um, well, they've said, they've said a lot of things. <laughs> they've said a lot of things in that time, but sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. May break our brains, Josh. But... Words with- permanent uh, mental damage. Yeah, well, that's right, but most of the time the stuff they say is just... Oh, yeah. Uh, The UK Vegan Society was in dire financial straits. The newsletter shortened in pages in order to save money, and an appeal was made to members and even life members to make additional donations above dues in order to pay printing costs, or it would no longer be possible for the society to produce its newsletter. 
Cross stepped down from leadership in 1957 to start a vegan company, the Plant Milk Society, which made non-dairy milks. Shortly after this, the society shifted its focus nearly entirely back to diet and health. With Cross gone, the society amended its constitution the same year and changed the definition of vegan a third time. Uh, In a special 1957 member meeting, the definition emphasised health and diet and removed every mention of animal rights issues. Uh, But Cross and his Cross vegans were not gone. They had they have seized and lost control of the UK Vegan Society at different times through different decades since. It is perhaps ironic that in the late in that late in Watson's life, the society decided to use him as a sort of mascot for the organization. In truth, Watson was almost entirely absent from the society after he left it in nineteen forty eight. Between nineteen forty eight and nineteen eighty eight, he never attended a single society event and only appeared once in their magazine in 1965. These created it, bailed, well, got kicked out or bailed, and then yeah. had nothing to do with it since. So was he... Was He He wasn't a paying member in that time? He must... He, he probably didn't have to pay because he created it. Well, that's true. But at the same time... That's true. You think he would? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you want to support something you create, I That's guess. That's it. But, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, wow. Only appeared once in their magazine in 1965. It was only in 1988, after Leslie Cross had died, that the society decided to restore the honorary title to Watson, which Cross had stripped from him in 1950. So he's back to a life member and the creator. Okay, yeah, cool, because it's best to uh, go against someone's word when they can't fight yeah. back, I guess. Well, that's so, what all vegans do, isn't it? <clears throat> well, that's true, but, like, what if they did it in 1970 and then that, and then Cross was Cross was gone earlier because he was so angry. He was, <laughs> he was so, so cross that he had heart complaints. Yeah, yeah well, that's it. I mean, it could have happened. It could have happened, but, um, yeah, wow. Um, In the 1990s, Watson became sort of a kindly, grandfatherly poster child for the same organisation which had earlier on twisted his idea, minimised his contribution and discarded him. After one appearance uh, as the 1988 Society event to restore his honorary title, he never appeared at another UK Vegan Society event or meeting again. Uh, the history of the UK Vegan Society reveals an ongoing internal struggle across the decades. Uh, on one side are the Watson vegans, whose goal was never some idealistic per, uh, perfectionism. Perfectionism? Oh, perfectionism. For a person, wow. that, started a, a for a person that started a podcast, I'm not very good at reading. Uh, perfectionism. Perfectionism. Um, Alright, so on one side are the Watson vegans, whose goal was never some idealistic perfectionism. The Watson vegans promote a vegan diet, a welcoming position to attempt a uh, appeal widely, while pointing in a direction to encourage reduction of the use of animals for non-food products as well, uh, as much as the individual can do. On the other side are the cross vegans, who seek a far more rigid, judgmental, more exclusive and combative approach to veganism based on animal rights. 
the society's uh, democratic rules allow a 75% majority of the very small number of members who actually attend the annual general meeting to change the constitution and thus control the organisation. So the history of the society appears to be on a constant back and forth, one side bringing in enough members to an AGM to share the view in order to seize control of the organisation from another. The result has been years of infighting and ego clashes and a diminishment of potential effectiveness for the society to spread veganism to a wider audience. Nothing's changed. If you've got more people in a group that argue with one side other than another, then they're going to run the group. Yeah. Um, Because of this, the UK Vegan Society is virtually irrelevant in the vegan movement today. The society has changed its preferred definition of vegan 13 times since Watson created it and may consider changing it again in the near future based on the makeup of its current animal rights uh, animal rights dominated committee. While veganism has been exploding worldwide in recent decades, the UK Vegan Society has been in a serious decline. Towards the end of his life, Watson himself tried to cover up all this infighting in an interview at the age of 92, long after Cross had died. He gave a rather gushing praise of the work his great friend Cross did with his plant milk business and the vegan movement, but Watson never actually mentioned Cross's role in the UK Vegan Society. End of article. Josh. Josh. Yes. We need to get to one of these meetings and see if we can change the definition. <laughs> That's essentially what's happening. Like... Is if you can get enough people to one of these meetings, yeah. you then you can decide what veganism is and isn't. Well, I, let's let's get there and let's put something about like, you know, like bio cheese not being good vegan cheese. If you eat burger rings, you're not a real vegan. Yeah, that's it. If you if you mention honey or oysters, <laughs> if you have like, done yeah. a small stint as a pescatarian, you are not a vegan. Yeah, that's right. But that's um, there's heat. yeah, there's by small by small stint that includes telling people you're pescatarian even though you're not eating seafood. Yes, you need to change your profile picture. But yeah. Me. That's the uh, beginning of veganism. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Wow, man. That's, uh, you know what? Like, I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked, if that makes yeah. sense. I'm just like, ah, oh. so it's always been like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's... It's literally... But I don't feel like it was like this, you know, well, you've been three years. I'm seven years now. I don't feel like it was like yeah. this back then because it wasn't so big. But then I read this, yeah. and I was like, well, maybe I was just living in an ideal, like, you know, in a good little place. It has to depend on has to depend on the people, too, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, like, I suppose seven years ago, you might not have had any, you know, any bloody troublemakers true. Um, causing a ruckus, whereas now, like, everyone just wants an opinion, and, you know, everyone wants to find a a place, a vegan place for dinner with omni options because they're inviting their family and they can't say, you know, can you just eat vegan for my birthday? Mm. Yeah. Everyone's looking for a reason to get that many more likes and the person below or above them in the comments 
So whether or not that's like a personal attack on someone or, you know, banter, it's really yeah. causing more drama than it is anything else because... But it's not that much drama. Like, I was reading this as after this person sent it because I had no idea. Like, no one ever talked about this ever. No. Um, and it was like dollop material. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously a, a small up. But um, no, they they yeah, but there would be there would be like story like that is obviously just like glossing over yeah. it. There would be stories about you know cross like sprinkling cheese on Watson's <laughs> uh, mu- muffin or something, and then being like, <laughs> <laughs> there would be stuff like that, guaranteed, guaranteed. He wanted. He wanted to win. He would have played. Mate, well, I've made a do- I've made a dollop. I've made a um, an episode on Donald Watson. Maybe we'll have to do some more research into this into Cross and find out. I think so. I, I think he's going to be the uh, the troublemaker. Um, yeah, well, he is, but he's he's going to be the the super exciting one mm-hmm. too. Because you always need a you always need a villain, and even though they're fighting on the same side, um, yeah, you you definitely got to have like. Like your good guy, and then, and then your baddie, and then well, your so. your Leslie Cross. Leslie Cross. Excited. Even a good name. It's a villain's name. Oh, if we meet again, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. It's a villain name. Leslie sure. Cross. All right. I like That's it. That's it. I like I'm it. doing. I'm finishing up this episode. Thank you very much for joining me, Ryan, and learning about the history of veganism and, and where we all came from. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the invite. And, um, no worries. Yeah. We'll do another one soon. I want to make it more of a regular recurrence. I can catch you on your 45-minute drive home. I literally pulled into my oh, driveway. 37 man. minutes it took <laughs> you to drive home. Yeah, it was all great. Right. It's great. Beautiful. All Thank right. you very much, Ryan. All right. No worries. Been part of it. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, man, and uh, keep on being pescatarian. Fish aren't animals. All That's right. right. <laughs> See you. <laughs>